there, Sky Guys. Welcome to Anyway, That's All I Got, your weekly Cinemaholic spinoff where we talk about movies and occasionally try to sound smart. I'm your host, Sam Nolan. Who the hell are you? I'm Anthony Pataglia, and I'm here to ruin episode seven. Good luck. Hey, handsome. And I am Jason, and I'm here to half-assedly defend episode seven. That's one thing we have in common, Jason. Yep. Yes, uh, we're already, I suppose we're already diving right into it. This is part two of our Star Wars breakdown. Uh, when last we left the franchise, Revenge of the Sith had just happened, and so we're going to talk about everything else, and that includes the animated Clone Wars movie. We want to be very thorough about this. Today is sort of the post-Lucas era. This is this is after Revenge of the Sith. The, the prequels have kind of been left on a good note. George was like, "Okay, all right, I'm. Uh, okay, okay. I, I think I'm. I think I'm good. I'm going to step out. I'm going to meddle a little bit with Clone Wars, but then." I'm going to hand it off to Disney, and here we are now. So we're going to talk about all that uh, all the way up through Solo, and then at the very end of the show, we're all going to we're all going to give our own ideas for anthology movies that we would like to see. Because uh, I don't know about you guys, but I think they're being very limited with the anthologies they've chosen so far, and so we want to sort of think outside of the box a little bit, and uh, and we encourage our listeners to do the same. So, yes, that's, uh, I think that's about it. I will say, uh, spoiler alert for everything up through Last Jedi, we'll say. Uh, Pretty much everybody saw it. Let's get into it. So, as I mentioned, George Lucas had stuck around a little bit longer to meddle with The Clone Wars, which was sort of, it's essentially like a 90-minute pilot for the series on Cartoon Network that went on for a very long time. Oh, this started it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, it was released in like summer of 2008 and then a couple months later the show started. It was just sort of meant to build up the enthusiasm. You'll get it out there that like, hey, we're doing a new uh yeah, we're doing a new well, show. Originally that they weren't going to release it. They was it was that was just going to be the pilot, the first couple episodes, mm-hmm. but they liked it so much like, hey, let's let's make a movie out of it. Yeah, and did this get a theatrical release? Oh, I saw it in theaters. I saw it in theaters. Its entire task was, again, just to sort of build a little bit of enthusiasm and just sort of put everything into place for this series to spin off from, to just sort of establish everything. It introduces a lot of ideas, but doesn't explore them. It really just lets you know what you're in for. Jason, have you seen this? Now, I have not seen this, but I did see the first the the entire first season of the Clone Wars when it was on Cartoon Network. Yes. So there's that. Boy, those were. But days. I didn't. I have not seen the movie. Well, Jason, I'll tell you right now, uh, it's not worth your time. Ooh. It's not amazing. No, no, it's not very good. <laughs> See, th- this is the thing. As as what it is, which is just a extended pilot uh, enthusiasm generator, it's serviceable. It does what it needs to do. As a contained story, as a single unit, has no effect whatsoever. It's just this... Well, first of all, the title is misleading. You, the, with a title like The Clone Wars, you'd think it would be this big, great story. What it's actually about is about the Republic trying to get on Jabba the Hutt's good side by returning his son to him, which was kidnapped what? by you the all, Sith. Yeah, all of a sudden, what? His, he has a son. So yeah, that they can... This sounds kind of familiar. So that they can ally themselves with the Outer Rim Territories. Mm-hmm. 
I he wouldn't keep saying stuff about it. I feel like maybe I have seen Tano shows up. I know, I know that. Asajj Ventress shows up. There's not a whole lot to it. It's just sort of a simple story, and it feels very drawn out. It's just sort of it's just tied to the series by name. It doesn't. It sort of feels like a war, but not really. It's just sort of this little kidnapping. Yeah, there's like one battle. Both plot. Anakin and Obi Wan are in it. They are, yeah, Obi Wan is in it, okay. and somehow makes no impression whatsoever. <laughs> well, the thing with this is that Revenge of the Sith. Uh, a lot of people kind of liked. In hindsight, it's actually rather good. I yeah. Think. One of the things that was praised a lot was sort of the wars aspect of it, you know, uh, the opening space battle or all the Order 66 stuff. That stuff was really cool. So they, that is sort of what the entire series is built around, just the intermachinations of the wars now that the clones are involved. I don't get any of that from this movie <laughs> no. whatsoever. It's just, I mean, the animation is not terrible i mean i don't I mean it's fine i don't mind it i i, I, I sort I of like stylistic, the stylistic yeah. it's I very stylistic yeah, has a lot of like anime inspiration i think with really? the design of the characters oh, yeah. and sort of the locales and everything the actions i actually like the action scenes in this they do sort of this fun action sequence up going up the side of like a rock yeah cliff. that was kind of cool that's cool that's something we yeah. haven't seen that in star cool. wars and and the and then there's also a lightsaber battle on like on tatooine i believe how are but then there's that? also a cousin to jabba well it's an uncle is it an uncle zero so the there's hut, just, there's zero. who sounds like somebody doing a bad mike tyson mm-hmm. and i don't who is jabba's wife we see he has a I, son. I don't think uncle he has a wife. I don't want to know <laughs> who Jabba's wife is. Do you think yeah. they just they just split in half or something? Yeah. The huts yeah. just reproduce asexually. I would not be they surprised. I would, like just you know, like a tail falls off and that's the baby. That's what happens. Yeah, just Jabba just cuts off a finger and yeah. it grows into this slimy little green miniature Jabba. That's the whole MacGuffin of this movie. Mm-hmm. They give him like this nondescript illness to add random yeah. tension. So Jabba's been around. For, for this decades. Long. Well, I mean, wow. he, he showed up in episode one. He, he did? He was at the pod race. Oh, my God, he did. That's yeah. right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Jabba, Jabba God, sees all. Why is yeah, again, the visuals and, you know, sort of the aesthetic is cool at times. There is no character whatsoever. No. In this. Not even with Ashoka? Ashoka? Right? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. No, she they, sucks. Well, they try, to, they try to have character, and I, and I sort of like the idea of giving Anakin an apprentice that sort of has a similar temperament, you know? Uh, how she sort of has a similar uh, feistiness, let's say, a sort of because will to do things on her own. Yes, terms. when I watched when I watched the movie, I mean, sorry, the TV show, I, I remember really liking Ahsoka because of yeah, that, that she was she was good in the show. Well. Everybody improved in the show. Yeah, but the movie. Oh, so the so the show and the movie are very different. Well, they're, uh, they're produced by all of the same people. The same thing. So I don't same really know what happened. I guess they just sort of. This was just sort of a gimme. Like the Clone Wars movie was just, like I've said, is just meant to say, hey, this is happening. Here's sort of an idea of yeah. what it's going to be like. And what, and again, it's serviceable as that, but on pretty much any other account, it doesn't really work. Now, are the light side, lightsaber fights cool? There's like two. Are they cool? They're, they're, fine. they're fine. There's one thing I like where Anakin sort of uses the force to like make a sand tornado <laughs> and pointed at, they actually got Christopher Lee and, Samuel, and Jackson. Samuel Jackson came back too yeah and a couple other people I think um, I think Anthony Daniel shows up 
Yes. Yeah. Well, Anthony Daniels is always up for mm-hmm. yeah, he's reprising the role as uh, C-3PO. It's this huge series of conflicts that they're setting up they wouldn't really explore until later in the series. The only the only real fulfillment I can get out of it, if any, is, again, just the aesthetic. And it's an easy watch. It's not that uh-huh. long. It's not yeah. You're not going to hate yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just not remarkable in any way. Nothing awesome, nothing terrible. Well, the, there's one, the only terrible thing I thought was that Ahsoka calls Anakin the soon-to-be Darth Vader Scotty guy. And every time she says yeah. that, I just cringe and it bothers me. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, come on. I can... That's what you guys got, Scott guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. It bothers me. <laughs> I can see wow. that. It's, That's the only thing, though. It's, it's wholly unremarkable, which in my eyes is actually almost worse than if it was just really terrible or yeah. really great. Again, did what it needed to do, but in hindsight, it just wasn't enough. But yes, that's that's sort of the weird one out in this episode. So let's move on to uh, the Disney era of Star Wars. So speaking of a movie that did what it needed to do, let's talk about Star Wars The Force <laughs> Awakens, uh, which was the very first of this new wave of Star Wars as we know it now. It's under Disney's control. In many people's perspective, it had been like over 30 years since a a good Star Wars movie or even a real Star Wars movie, depending on who you ask. Uh, and they were just, they were raring for a good one. It's going into the future. It's not a prequel. It's a, you know, a, a proper sequel. It's got a lot of the original cast back. The marketing was very reminiscent with the music and everything. And I don't know if you guys remember this. I remember like in the months leading up to it being released, people were really excited, but they were also terrified. Yes, I so I, I went to this premiere night. Every everyone everyone cheered, but you could just tell that everyone was like as soon as Star Wars like, yeah. came up on screen, mm-hmm. everyone lost their minds, but I, <laughs> I just knew everyone was terrified still. They were terrified that it wasn't gonna be good. Mm-hmm. And initially it was it was generally pretty liked. Uh people were um, I, emotionally satisfied, I think is the best way to put it. You see, what I remember is everyone loved it. This, this is what I remember. Everyone yeah. I had seen on YouTube or I had talked to loved this movie. Yes. Three days later. <laughs> and, <laughs> three days later. Yeah. Well, well, and now it's three years later. Now it's three and years. Yeah. We've, we've had a lot of hindsight. There's been a couple of movies that have come out since. Uh, and so I want to know, where did you guys stand and where do you stand now? Uh, I loved it. I liked, I liked it. Okay. I liked it a lot. Um I thought it, I thought it was very fun. Yes. Uh, it's you know it has bad stuff in it. Yep, dumb stuff. But I thought I I don't know. I had fun with it. I think J.J. Abrams is is a he's a good director. Mm-hmm. I I get I get some of the things that people have problems with. I I get the the whole you know the plot's the same, but I also understand why they did that. Um, they they sort of played it safe. They, they played they, it very they safe. played it very safe, but right down to all the callbacks and mm-hmm. references and everything. So they they knew what they needed to do, mm-hmm. pretty much. And for the most part, they did it. Now, I, I really liked this when it came out, when it first came out. I It's been a couple of years since I've watched it, actually. I rewatched it again the other day. Uh, wasn't quite as hot on it. Just sort of, you know, having now seen sort of what came after. It just, I mean, I'll, I'll go into a little bit more detail later. Still kind of like it overall. I'd, I'd say it's pretty average. Now, you might have noticed that Anthony has not said a word. <laughs> I've, I've just been seething That's over right. here. That's right. 
Okay. Uh, Anthony, what did you, what did you <clears throat> think of, well, of The Force Awakens? I have never in my life oh, gosh. had a reaction to, the, to a movie like I did with this movie. <laughs> I remember in the, in the theater watching some of these scenes, I was a, like, I, I've never contemplated walking out. But I didn't. I stayed. Okay. You kind of started walking out. Walking out of wow. the theater. I was like, I can't do it. I, it's an, I, if, if there was, so, for some reason, some random <laughs> producer there, I would have walked out to yeah, make yeah. a point. Okay. But, I want to interject real, real quick. Okay. So, the, so the Disney era is very, very, very controversial. Every single movie so far, uh, to varying degrees, has been controversial. We're, we're going to get very passionate, all three of us. Uh, this is probably the most we've ever disagreed on one of these episodes we've done. Mm-hmm. So I just I just want to make sure it's out there that this is all in good fun. No, yeah. no matter what it sounds all like. All my hostility is towards Disney. Not you guys, <laughs> not the listeners, not it's just Disney. Okay. We want, we want to encourage friendly discussion. I've I've had it with all this hostility. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that's out there. All right. Well, so that's where it was then. When it first came out, I walked out of the theater. I was not happy. I hated it. Yep. Where it, where I am now with it is it is my number one least favorite movie. At least, oh, least all favorite time. movie. Yes. Which is which has a certain definition. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah. I take personal offense <laughs> with this movie. This movie insults me. Let's get into it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he cracked his neck. I did. He cracked, I'm ready. He prepped himself. That's right. right. I've been waiting for this discussion for years. My goodness gracious. Okay. Years. Yeah, since the, the second it came out, I've been debating. You've been this waiting and plotting this podcast <laughs> for three years. Just Everything that has transpired. Sam, Sam, when you came to me, do you want to be on this podcast? Literally, the first thing I thought of, what is we doing? when are we doing Star Wars? I want to talk about it. Okay. Yep. Here all we right. are. Here we are. <laughs> so it all started. Yeah, yeah. With the trailer. So we see all the, uh, we got Finn popping up. We're like, okay, we got some new characters, blah, blah, blah. And then at the very end, we have the the, the music and then the Millennial Falcon swoops in and he's gone. And my, my first thought was, Han Solo's in there. Yep. Chewbacca's, it's those two doing that. <laughs> and then that little singer, Chewie, we're home. And then, and then we have Chewie, we're home. And then I cried. At the trailer. <laughs> and then I go to the movie. Up until that point, I was like, okay, so the movie still hasn't started yet. We're, we're still picking up things. And then it's it's actually Ray who was flying that. And that was my first disappointment. I was like, <laughs> this is not what it is was sold as. Okay, okay. I'll give you that. So, yeah. so the marketing was misleading. Yes. Th- okay. This is, I was, I came in thinking this was going to include everyone. Because you think if there's one franchise where you can successfully bring back old characters, it'd be Star Wars. Sure. Sometimes you get these reboots and they try to force in older characters and it doesn't quite work. You'd think Star Wars has enough goodwill and enough fleshed out characters that they could do that. But no, they they pushed everyone aside. And I mean everyone. Even, yeah, Han was in it. Did he do anything? What, what you said, everyone's main complaint about this movie is, oh, it's just basically episode four again. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice that. Someone pointed it out to me like a week later. It's like, you know what? Now that you mention it, you're right. Yeah. But I still, that that just goes to say like how much other problems I had with this movie. <laughs> Everything is exactly where it was before episode four. Sure. Like I don't, I never understood that. Like does episodes, do those three episodes, the events, that did they just literally not change anything? 
Is, is that just lazy writing? Is that like, uh, yeah, yeah. We have yeah, the, that one. Uh, we have the <laughs> Empire, but now it's called the First Order. We have the, well, I, in the original, they were the Re- Rebellion. Now they're with the Resistance. People say, oh, the First Order is different. Then why do they still have TIE Fighters? It's, this, it's literally, <laughs> it's the same thing. It, that's my main problem. It disrespects and invalidates everything from episodes four to six. Hmm. Everything. Ray kind of pushes that more when she meets Han and she goes, wait, Luke's real? I thought that was all legend. I thought the Force was legend. Really? After thousands of years of Jedi, I can, I can get it. So here, I, I think it was actually smart between three and four. It makes sense that people don't really believe in Jedi and four because the Empire wiped them out. That was a deliberate decision. They never explained. There was no context in episode seven on why everything is just back to normal or not normal the way it was. They just kind of decide, oh, well, screw it. Every, everything's <laughs> ex- ex- literally the exact same. Okay. I have a question. Why is Princess Leia, Leia now she's General Organa, why is she the leader of a rebellion? They won. Shouldn't they be on top and the Force Order be considered the hmm. kind of rebellion type thing? Because they lost. They, they lost in three movies. For no reason, no explanation. There's this new guy, Snoke. There's this new guy, Kylo Ren. And we have... All this stuff that has zero context and it completely invalidates everything. And that was my main problem. Just the blatant disrespect and disregard for the original trilogy. Okay. You make a lot of interesting points. <laughs> wow. No, no, no. And I actually think you make a lot of good no, points you, you about a lot of specifically points. with the lack of context. Yes. I think that's really obnoxious how who in the world is Snoke? Exactly. And Man. even in episode eight where we get a more of him, there's no explanation. Yeah, that's obnoxious. I, I will I will fight back on one regard, which is uh, the First Order thing. Yes, they're the same as the Empire. Uh, I think it's, it's sort of this other story that's going on that's sort of simmering beneath Force Awakens and Last Jedi about the succeeding generation. Because the good guys won... The, their next generation is sort of feels disenfranchised and because they won, they're sort of allowing for this to happen again. Of course, we see this get fleshed out later in Last Jedi. That's why we see Kylo Ren, who is confused because of his entire family tree. You know, you've had uh, uh, Anakin, or I guess it really starts with the Force, <laughs> and then Anakin, then Luke, or uh, then Leia, I mean, and then Kylo Ren, who's got who's had this entire history of great people and sort of has been challenged to live up to that heritage. I think that's an, that's an interesting thing. They don't go terribly too far into depth with it. And I think that's the problem is that the journey of this movie is not very effective in right. any way. They it's have rushed. they have it's very rushed. It's very fast paced. Uh, I believe JJ. It's, for that. Well, so it's it's very rushed, and JJ's trying to do his his, his mystery box. Yeah. doesn't always work. It, it really feels like it's it's all sort of building to the final moment with Luke. It's like that was it was all quite literally a roadmap to Luke Skywalker. Uh, like I don't know, I, it's it's sort of hard to explain, but I just got that feeling that this well, none of this is really important. It's it's all about what's happening next. That's another issue I have. It's setting it. up the universe. It's it's where they well, there's the universe. That's an, we don't need a setting up. We've had six movies of setup. Sure. I think that leads me into another point of the characters of the originals being thrown into this. 
I truly believe that Disney does not care about Star Wars. They only put Han and Chewie and Luke and Leia in this movie just to shut people like me up. Didn't work. But, <laughs> and because you can tell, like, we're, there's a lot of Ray and Finn here. We should insert someone for random purposes so people will be fine with it. And, like, it's very out of character for Luke. So we find out in 8... That Let, let's not get too far ahead. Well, I'm I'm trying to build his character. Sure. So that that okay. So, is it really in Luke's character to just peace out on his friends? To on out of everyone left, he cares about everyone who cares about him. Is that who Luke Skywalker is? Is he just going to leave and become a hermit? And we were told because something so horrible happened. I that's not Luke. Luke Luke wouldn't give up. Yeah. That to easy. be honest, it wasn't. That like crazy, yeah. That he had to just hide him forever, like and this, hide the map to find him. Like this is something I can Not believe young well. teenage Luke in episode four would do. Oh, I'm scared. I'm gonna run. But this is like when at the time he's run, he's supposedly being as like I don't know late fifties or something. Mm-hmm. He's seasoned. He's he's fought the Empire. He's defeated the Empire. Is he is really little? You know, a little rebel Ben Solo gonna tear all that apart? No, that's crazy, and. That they, they just really get Luke wrong in this movie and in eight, but I'll get into that later. And they really they really don't give Leia anything to do in this movie. Yeah, it's a shame. It's I I was yeah. very angry in the theater. I was like, can we get to them? And that's another thing. Han and Leia separate. Why? Yeah, they, I like the moment they have together, but it's not. Yeah, enough. it's a nice moment, but like she's just kind of talking the whole every yeah. scene that she's in. She just kind of like talks about yeah. what they're doing and it, she's just, it just kind of in the same place the whole mm-hmm. movie it just seems like this movie's 100% purpose was to undo everything that was wrapped up in 6 like 6 there was no plan for 7 there that was there were no loose ends everything was fine and this movie they just try to make up problem like, oh, how about they're separate now so now Leia's the leader and Han totally out of character out of his one of the greatest character arcs ever from four to six he's gone from being this smuggling scoundrel jerk into a war hero and now he's just back to being a smuggler yeah. and a jerk and a bum and i've and they show that with that scene in when they first get the million the million falcon with ray he doesn't even know how to fly his own ship ray's only purpose in this movie is to show everybody else up and i think that is very just I keep using disrespectful, but I really felt insulted when I watched this movie. Like, what are they doing to these characters? So it's all, so you're, what all your issue ties to is that they don't, you don't think that they did justice. Yes. To the sacred trilogy. Yes. Okay. But it is, I mean, it's not just that I think the original is sacred. I think they are good movies and seven with or without references whatever it's not even not only is it not a good star wars movie it's just not a good movie it's poorly written it's poorly structured it's rushed and it's it, there's just too many questions that go unanswered and they don't even their their basic their their strategy was to hey it's star wars accepted that's their strategy here like uh, how did the first order rise it's star wars accepted and that's <laughs> don't they don't they kind of just throw that in the opening scroll like, the first don't. order is boiling. Uh, <laughs> That's just under lazy. The, whatever. That is lazy. It I mean, I'm fine. I mean, to be it, honest, a lot of Star Wars scrolls just kind of they're just like it lets you know you throw you into it, it. It does feel like the angle of this movie was just sort of to reassure 
to have sort of this, I think the mistake it made was that the story was not, and this is going to sound weird, it wasn't inconsequential enough. You have this giant planet killer that's an actual planet, mm-hmm. and there's no urgency about it whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, like, in the in 4, we see that, you know, he blows up, what is it, Alderaan? I think it's Alderaan. Yeah. He blows up Alderaan, and we, we feel the connection there because of Leia. And like, I think, Well, that's debatable. I, I felt it because okay. she's pleading and they're begging. In that, in that weird accent. Yeah, and then we see in <laughs> 7... They just blow up like five extra planets with literally nothing to go off of. Like, was Coruscant one of those? I couldn't tell. I it, it looks uh, like they I, call it. They call it the new the new republic. I don't know. I thought that scene was really beautiful. To be honest, I mean, it looked cool. I but it didn't. I, it, it did. There was no urgency. I, it kind of got to me. It was just unearned. seeing the people on the planet looking up at it. Like, but who are those people? people? I don't know. Was Leia's? Alderaan. I don't know anyone on Alderaan. But we we except Leia was not on Alderaan. With but her dad's on it. I think. Bale Organa. I think he's supposed to be on. Who we didn't know at the time. Who who uh, we we knew his name. To be fair, no. She said in the help me Obi Wan your way home. She said you serve my father. We knew we knew Bale. So yeah, sure. We I got to know that character through a, through a hologram. <laughs> but we know of him. We don't know any like there is no semblance of yeah. connection to I see these what planets. You're I see. What you're and they they pawn it off as some great like their 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 thing is they're taking the Fast and Furious route. Bigger equals better. <laughs> that is not how movies. Work. I have a question. I mean, it's working too. for a Fast and Furious. How do, how, what do you guys think of Ray's journey with the Force in this movie? Uh, a lot of people say that. I believe the term is Mary Sue. Mary Sue. Right? Yeah. A lot of people say that uh, Ray can do everything. I really think people overreact to that. No. I, people. So people are overreacting. Uh, but there are a few moments. Where there are a few moments. This is this is it goes too far with I can the, let it slide. with the gun that she can easily shoot really well and oh, with the lightsaber I, that she's really good at. Uh, but, not the force? But I think... I think no, I think those three are fine. I think the flying is... I can buy... I, the, no, all no, of a no, sudden no. she's a pilot. I can't, I can't buy that. That's the one I can't buy. The other yeah, ones I, can, I can buy. It's, really. You just point and shoot a gun easy. Lightsaber. But no, so what, what, what is okay about her having zero training, not even knowing she has the force and then she can just use the force? What's, what is not overreacting to that? Because that drove me when is, when is the first moment she uses the Force? So she's kind of like, she has a couple moments, and then she grabs a lightsaber, Luke's lightsaber from Maz Katana, crazy stupid moment. Sure. And oh, then, cool. so then she kind of gets this, 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 this vision. And then maybe, and maybe that's, some people say that's what kickstarted the Force. No, training kickstarts the Force. You need to use it and hone it. And all of a sudden, she's more... Powerful than Kylo Ren with no training. Yeah, that's they, what they do to the Force in this movie. Is they take away the power and the mystery of it. They take away its importance in well, its, okay. its urgency. So I feel like Kylo isn't really that trained because he hasn't been going up against other Jedi. No, yeah. he's just but, been going up against anyone. He just. But you can't just use the Force. Luke did. Luke, Luke no, did. No, 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 no. When? In the cave was, on Hoth. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to No, bring. that was after... What, she, no, no. what did he train? What? He was... Because he had been training with Obi-Wan. Ray, For like a yeah, 10 minutes. What did he do with Obi-Wan, though? No, see, but that was the because beginning. Because I honestly no, no, don't okay. remember. That's he was learning how to use the lightsaber, not how to use the Force. No, no. He, was, he used the Force at the end, end of episode four. He used... Wait, what? When, when he, what did he do? That's, he shot the thing into the thing. He shot the... Oh, yeah, that is... He, yeah. he, he was practicing. Oh, okay. That is Force. They developed Luke's Force training. He was not very powerful in four. That's why, and he's he, he they put the blast shield on. That's how he could def- deflect the bullets from the training thing. Okay. They developed Luke's 
force abilities. And then in five, he's a little bit more powerful. And then he gets to Yoda and he becomes even more powerful. And then in six, he's a Jedi master. They build that. Ray goes from no training, not even knowing what but, the force is, and then she can she, use the Jedi mind train on Daniel Craig Trooper for no reason. <laughs> that that is unexplained. That I forgot makes, about that. That makes no sense. That See, is insulting that, to the force. That one I'm not okay with her using Jedi mind trick. Her uh, uh, getting the lightsaber yeah. at the end. That I'm fine. With. I, I think, feel like that's not that much force being used. Sure. I think it's honest. a cool moment. I think it's a But great here's moment. the thing. Even if it's not that much force used, it's still the force that is overpowering an actual trained Sith, who was trained by Luke Skywalker and Snoke. So he has more training, and he totally should have killed Finn, by the way. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give Ray the... I'll give Ray. She can, she can fight. She, because she uses the stick a lot. She, mm-hmm. I can, she, I'll get that she can defend herself with a lightsaber. Fine. But Finn is so dead. I'm thinking... <laughs> come on. I, I was fine with... I mean, you can see he's scared and he's like just kind of but Kylo just Ren, going for it. He's trained. He's not that trained. He's, he's conflicted. He's conflicted. He doesn't want to kill this angry. And he's hurt. Yeah. And he's I hurt. So. He's hurt. Um, we we're doing spoilers. I right? think yes. I think he the just, conflict of Kylo Ren is really underrated. Ki- okay, so Kylo Ren, Ren, I think, is actually one of the best written characters they've ever had in the whole series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I maybe even my favorite character in the entire series i'm not even kidding i think what the stuff that they're doing with him is really great mm-hmm. um and i think it gets even better in last jedi yes it does the the kylo and ray connection that's beautiful i love yeah. that but in seven all i saw was brad because he is. yes i agree he is. i agree eight much better seven he is just whiny and he doesn't make any sense and you like it's it's a copycat. He's trying to be Darth Vader. It's the whole that's, thing. I yeah, but that's the whole. That's, that's the whole point. It's the heritage. He's trying to be this whole family tree. He's had all this pressure on him, and he's had so many role models. You know, he's had Snoke and Luke and his parents, all having different expectations of him, and it's driven him insane. And it, and I think it pays off really nicely in a moment in uh, Last Jedi, which we will get to, obviously. Like I get eight was good. He was he was good. I didn't like eight, but he was good. <laughs> Seven, he didn't do anything. He should have killed Finn. And so now, now, anything else you guys want to talk about Han Solo? With anything Han Solo? about Han Solo? That scene? Uh, what, the scene oh, where he gets um, murdered? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was great because it's that father-son uh, dynamic thing. We've never seen Han really do anything like this, and it just looks beautiful. I think I like the mood of it. I don't think it totally works, though, because we've never seen them together. I think that's a big problem. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, there's no weight. My my huge problem when I saw this was, who is this Kylo Ren? Why does he deserve to be the man who kills Han Solo? Because Han Solo doesn't want to be in it. I know. He exactly. doesn't want to be exactly. in it. So I, I agree that Han Solo's death was a wise choice. If anyone yeah. was going to kill him, uh, Kylo would be the best person See, to kill him. I, think, I so. think the concept of the father-son tragedy, but it's the execution of... <laughs> Like, we're just supposed to accept that just because it's his son that we're, oh, it's so sad. No, they didn't. It's unearned. <laughs> were you guys surprised when he died? Because I saw that coming when, a mile um, in that, like, Did you think that was going to be? As it? soon as he handed the lightsaber over, I was okay. like, oh, no. When right. it has that, like, uh, wide shot mm-hmm. of yeah. the lights going down, I was like, oh, this is a place where someone's going to die. Yeah. But he, he, so here's, here's my main issues with those, with that scene. It, it feels like it should be intimate. 
Like, like it is intimate technically, but it doesn't feel intimate. I don't feel their connection. So Adam Driver gave a good performance in that scene. He, he, you could see the the confliction He's, in him. He is one of the best actors working right he, now. I think that scene was his best scene in both movies he's been in. It's what that scene means. It's that Han Solo, the great one of the greatest characters in all of these movies, is just tossed over the edge. It, that his death means nothing because they show it later when Leia she just kind of walks by. Sorry, Chewie Ray. Like that was crazy. That was crazy. Oh no. She and Chewie they they've been through. Three movies Wait, together. she doesn't hug Chewie? No, she pats him on the arm and then goes hugs Rey. Wait, that hold up. That is, is out of character. True? That? Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, no. It's, it is obnoxious. Oh, and no. So it's, I don't Han's death wow. means nothing. It doesn't amount to anything. It doesn't change anything. It could, but it doesn't. Exactly. That's the exactly. Part. And I, I think, so in episode six, Harrison Ford went to George Lucas, Lucas and said, I think Han should die here as a hero. But George Lucas said, no, he needs no choice. But so... I think Han Solo, hero, George. Yeah. I think Han Solo should have died in seven as a hero. I think it should have been him, Chewie, and the Millennium Falcon dying, crashing together. into yeah. the core of the. <laughs> I mean, might as well because I I'd be fine. With that's that. what they end up doing anyway. Sure. Why not give it some weight, some meaning, some gravity? It just nothing in this movie with the original characters matters, and that's that's what leads me to think that Disney they just want to get rid of all of them as quickly as possible. Because screw you, basically. <laughs> and it, it really bothers me that they can just, they, they think that, oh, just because Ray was friends with Han, that she deserves the Falcon now. Why? She, did, she didn't earn that. She didn't earn this piece of ship. They had that scene early on where he's like, hey, you want a job? Or something like that. That's the whole impetus of it. The, the lack of, again, the, it's the whole inconsequential thing. That does get on my nerves. I don't really mind Ray getting the Falcon because uh, Chewie also gets the Falcon. All right, but I think what, what you're saying what you're saying speaks to a bigger problem with this with this movie that I think they really fixed come Last Jedi. There's this whole story going on. It's this entire thing, like you know, the Star Wars is back. There's a big battle. It's all it's all starting again, uh, and yet there's n- practically no reaction exactly from anybody. Like I, I and I, I also just don't get how they pawn off some of these characters. Like all of a sudden, like I get what you're saying with so that scene with you want to jump. I can get maybe that's why she deserves the Falcon. But why does she deserve Chewie as her co-pilot? He should be the pilot of okay. it. Okay, well they don't ca- they don't care about Chewie anymore. Exactly. Like eight, he didn't do anything. One seven, he they just oh, we'll they don't even give him a medal. He's basically no, a they, dog. They, he's, he's like yeah, a pet he just, dog. He shoots, he shoots the guy with the crossbow. And yeah. Then, it's it, yeah. it's really insulting to is see he even in this in Last Jedi for more than like a little minute. He's in it, but he doesn't do anything. Why does Ray deserve like? Does Chewie just oh, oh well? Uh, Han's dead. I'll be your friend now. No, like he's just Chewie's a character. Chewie has emotions. He's not just a dog, blind dog that follows whoever is nice to him. These are like all we get is his little roar after Han dies, and then that's it. Oh, that's literally it's it. Heartbreaking, but mm-hmm. that's that is it. Yeah, and it it just really bothers me how little they care about what created, what made all of this possible, what set up with four, five, and six. Okay, I believe that's all I have. <laughs> good, good shot, man! Yeah. Wow, that's that was killer. That's yeah. 
I think a lot of what you're saying is true. Uh, weirdly, though, some of the stuff you're saying is actually sort of the reason why I like it. And, I mean, I know we're saying this a lot. Are you, but are you about to bring up that they're kind of branching themselves away from these characters? Yes. Because and, I kind of like that. But I do get what you're saying. It, it gets they, a little bit There are better ways to do it. It gets this. a little bit disrespectful okay. sometimes. It's, it's noticeably rushed. I, I thought that the stuff with Luke, I, I was fine with them holding off until the end to show Luke. The whole idea of the passing of the torch, I think, is is a cool idea. I like it. Yeah. There are way better ways to do it than <laughs> in this mode. This should have continued the Skywalker saga because that's what it has been. I don't think it should so have long. continued that. I think it should have been its own story, which I think they 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 did, but they tried to connect it a little bit. Okay. Some of it worked, some right. of it didn't. Um, I, I I'm honestly not a big fan of of you know everyone in the whole universe being connected to each other. Right. Somehow. What's wrong with branching out? Yeah, I think it's I well, think it's very nothing wrong with branching out, but it's the saga. It's the the, the numeric trilogies. If this is a sure. continuation okay. of six, okay. yeah. why not I continue see. the real story? So if I you want to branch out, make it a separate thing. Right. Right. Don't call it episode seven. Exactly. Just keep Force Awakening. Exactly. I think what we're learning here is that it's all about sort of. What you view Star Wars as and what you yeah. want yeah. from it. Yeah, it's uh, grown more <laughs> controversial over the yeah, it's years. Very, it's very split now. Um, I've hated it since day one. After I, after I first saw it, I, I was kind of on the fence on whether I liked it. And then I, I watched it a few more times and I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's fun. All right. um, sure. So for now, let's yeah. talk about... Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So yeah. part of so part of Disney's new plan was to include spin-offs. It's sort of an idea that they'd always play with, and I'm fine with that. To like you're saying, tell different stories that are sort of air quote not connected. Different, yeah. And what do they do? They they tell the story that of a plot hole. Tie of a plot hole that ties in directly to. A New Hope, like, to the second separate story? At the time, uh, I was fine with it. I was like, okay, I, it'll be a heist movie. That'll be that'll be interesting yeah, in Star Wars universe. We haven't seen that a we lot. We haven't seen this. It'll, it's, it's, it's actually something. the marketing, and I think the movie actually does this well. By the way, if you can't tell, me and Jason don't like this movie. No. I actually really liked it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're opposite. I told wow. you. Civil right. War, man. Wow. Yeah, Civil okay. War. So, uh, one of the things I appreciate about it is that this is a franchise called Star Wars, and it's always been very, you know, very fantasy driven, you know, about how a guy has to rescue a, prin- a princess and there's a dark lord and a good wizard helping him out. That's fantasy. This is quite possibly the first time, uh, with the exception of the Clone Wars series, which wasn't a movie, that this has actually felt like a war uh, but- up in, in, the, in the third act. It, yeah, in the third act, but it's not like a well done war. No, it's not. I I, I I do like that there was an. They had a different war. angle. Yeah. They had a different angle. Yeah, like at the yeah. end, we, we could get into yeah. the semantics yeah. of. I mean, there's Hoth. What it means to be a war. Oh, yeah. Hoth was a hell of a scene. There's that. That's yeah. a war. It's it's always been a war, but it's never a hundred percent felt like one. Yeah, and I think this is this sort of does feel like one. How there's sort of all these all these machinations, these intermachinations going on that the movie is fascinated by, mm-hmm. uh, quite possibly a little too fascinated by, to the point where 
I'm like, wait a minute. So what is what is happening? What am I supposed to be caring about? You know, like why is the thing? Give the me thing, one thing to care about. The in thing this I movie. take the most issue with is like this is the story they wanted to tell. Okay. To fill a plot hole. I and see. Just, and so I would be. I would be fine with it if there was an ounce of character in this movie. Okay. If there was nothing. Like okay. at all. There's, it's called there's, the Death Star. Yeah. Why wouldn't it have a magic self-destruct port? I don't need a movie explaining that. You know? I, I, I found that, yes, the whole point of this movie was to fill a plot hole. But I think that plot hole, that was Disney's excuse to test the waters on what a spinoff might be. Yes. So, yes, a spinoff, separate, quote, story, mm-hmm. but still familiar. And if this didn't work then they would have tried something else. But I think this was their testing the waters thing, and I think it worked really well because, yeah, I agree, Jason, there's some dumb character work. In this movie. All of them. Most there's of some them. good most performances. Of them. Most of them. Are, like, a few good performances. Riz Ahmed is always good in everything. And Donnie Yen's great. I thought Donnie Yen was great. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, see, I thought his art was interesting. about anyone else? K2SO, he's... I mean, I didn't... I laughed at, like, one thing he said. And he just seemed like, you know, the quipping quipping droid again, who slams someone in a scene and everyone loses their mind. Yay. He's the Chewie. He's the Chewie, but like. But he can talk. I found, so I I thought the three good characters in this movie was Jin. I thought Jin herself was great. Maybe. (sighs) I, she has like slivers of She moments. gets the most backstory, so sort of by default, mm-hmm. she gets to be the most interesting. I liked character. her at the beginning. I was like, okay, uh, All right, she's maybe. like breaking out. All right, well, maybe it's just because I've been that, comparing yeah. her to Ray because I find Ray to be bland and her to, and it's like, well, she I just, take Ray. I don't know. I think Jin has, like, there's there's backstory, so she, we learn why she's this way, why she's kind of dark and gritty and. Just kind of hateful to yeah. She has she every character the whole time. Exactly. Yeah, every every character. character is a badass. Well, that's why I'm talking about. Die. That's why I'm talking about just Jim okay. right now. Okay. And I think she's good, but Cassian sucks. I thought Cassian, Cassian was bad. Awful. I love Diego Luna, but terrible character. Boring. He was yeah. Boring is like yeah. the only thing you can say. Just you know, just watching paint dry is it was awful. But I thought. And I, I thought Donnie Yen's character, he was my favorite. Yep. He was fun. I mean, I, I like Donnie Yen because for a long time, not for a long time, forever, for the entire history of Star Wars, the thing that inspired George Lucas the most was samurai movies, specifically the Hidden Fortress, but just a lot of uh, Kurosawa stuff. This is the first time we've actually seen a character sort of lean into that origin. And I like that. How and I And I dig how they give him sort of this really spiritual side i mean yeah like like embracing the force it's a really interesting concept of this character because he's someone who 50 years ago totally would have been a jedi so and like it's just this character who longs to be part of this ancient organization yeah and he can never be but he doesn't give up the hope and tradition of practicing the force and he you know they're guarding the kyber crystals and that i think his arc is really interesting, you know. I'm one the force is with me, I'm one with the force. See that that chant at the end? I thought that was great. First of all, that it's scene invincible. goes on for too long. That beginning uh fight scene where they're I can't remember the planet, but it's it's where they nondescript where, planet. Yeah, with, with the Star Destroyers above. The Empire occupies it, that has which some of it just the worst. 
aim I it's, ever well the fight movie. scene doesn't there doesn't work either because you don't really know like who's on what side the the thing with this movie is that like we've like we've said a couple times it's supposed to be this separate thing but they're testing the waters but really like do they have to go back to that same era because like, they're testing the water i understand so I'm, I'm i i was i was fine with with it going back to this time but just do anything else just do your own story but how how would a story not be connected because this wasn't connected to the skywalker or anything i know but i mean yeah it how what like, what would the story in this world have been i just come up with Anything something new. Else. Come up the, with something the, sh- new. the you know they blow up Alderaan and one of the meteorites crashes on a distant planet. Something creative, man. This story, like I, did, I just can't, so you want randomness. I just can't see. Sure, honest. I'd be fine. This universe is huge. It doesn't need to be so small. It just has been spiraling inward ever since uh, Return of the Jedi. In many ways, I just th- this it's universe a, is it's giant. a galaxy, but. It's so small. But it's really following just this one cast of characters mm-hmm. to the point that this movie, like, if you think about it, would it work without A New Hope? I guess I understand why. This movie wouldn't exist without now because of lightsabers. Yeah. They got to have a lightsaber in their movie. At they least have to. One point, so it's got to be connected. I'm, they, fine. No, I'm they, fine with it now. But this movie was working just fine without the lightsaber part. I thought I thought the Darth Vader scene, that 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 wasn't in there because of lightsabers. That was in there because of Darth Vader. Because yeah. I want to see him back after 30 years. Yeah, and I'll say that seems pretty cool. What? Everyone, that was amazing. In the words of Deadpool and Deadpool 2, cool. I should have worn my white pants. That was an amazing scene. Oh, that was no. an amazing scene. <laughs> it's fine. It was it more was than fine. fine. I mean, it's cool, but it, my jaw it, dropped it, it to felt, the floor. It felt a little just like tacked on. And there's just but he, since okay, when is so, it wrong to like a villain? So he's not. The, I like he's Hans not Gruber. the villain in this movie. No, but he's Ben Mendelsohn. I don't even know he's his not name. The either. Wait, he's a lead guy. Who's the villain in this movie? The villain, the villain is uh, excitement and color <laughs> and character. <laughs> That's oh, the villain. Okay, I will say, yeah, it's pretty. It's overcast. It's pretty. They're trying to go for a different look. They're trying, but because they're like you keep saying, it should be separate. Why do you want it to look the same? I'm not saying look the same. It's so drab. It is it's because the, I don't the know. world is they're, drab. It, it, the world is. Some it takes place ten minutes before a new hope. A new stuff. hope isn't drab. It kind of is. The only reason, what other than Tatooine, where's the color? The color is everywhere. No, there's a difference between color and. Uh, vibrancy. It's sort of hard to explain, but it's just when it feels like there's a storm cloud hovering over everything. There like, is. Like, I think that's visual metaphor. The dust. Oh, is that what it is? Why wouldn't it? could be. Gareth Edwards, I like him. I think he's I think he's a good director. You guys don't agree because... Well, maybe. Well, Godzilla. Uh, has I, I like Godzilla. Monster, Monster is an actual, actually really interesting movie to watch and I, I think a lot of the shots in it are really beautiful. Granted, yes, they're pretty desaturated. I just don't like that look. I just don't dig I, that look. It's just not interesting. I was fine but with does it. it I was fine with it. Movie. I was fine with it for well, a it's the visual movie. look of the movie. So it sort of it sort of has to take away from the movie in a weird way. But if it's, it's the what point. you're it's what you're looking at the whole time. But it's the point. I was I was fine with the visual look of it. It's that not was out of actually, character. 
one of the best parts about the movie. Yes, it is a little desaturated, but the I, planets they go to, like, uh, well, like, so I think I think it's called Scarif. That that like kind of Hawaiian island. That's not drab. No, that's that. That's it, a cool it, it, it goes into this. Where we see more worlds, new worlds now, and worlds look different. Some worlds are kind of smoky because they're like mining planets, like Mustafar. We go back to Mustafar, where Darth Vader. This it's a good character choice. How his kind of house is where he got his legs chopped off and was burned alive. That is a cool and interesting character choice. I think you guys are digging in too much into like. How crappy and boring Cassian and Ben Mendelsohn. I'm talking and, about all of the characters in this. But like the, there there is clear effort into this and there is clear Star Wars. Yes. Like okay, this yeah. to me, this I'll felt like this. a Star Wars movie. This felt like it was part of the Star Wars world. Whereas seven and eight didn't feel like that to me at all. They felt like separate things that just <laughs> I will don't say, that's I, kind of the thing I like about it. I appreciate because this is the first time that it the the movie has kind of been given to the kind of typecast director. That's kind of what Disney's doing now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, the thing is, Disney, just Disney as a whole, is not a visionary. It's the individual filmmakers that yeah, are the visionaries. Yeah. yeah, overall, I just, I like parts of uh, Rogue One. I honestly like how it ends, or how it wraps up the characters that we've been following, their, their stuff. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, they just, they all die. Oh, we, we yeah. know. That's, that yeah. doesn't even, that doesn't even really give them much yeah. Um That's crazy. Yeah, yeah I, I think just, this movie... Oh, we just still, it's still praised. I've tried rewatching this because so many people told me, "Oh, you're, you're being too hard on it. Just watch it, have fun." I can't have fun. It's not because it's the not, only it's part that's fun. fun is the end. I think, it, and even that, it's it's not exciting. Yeah, it, I don't think I it's don't, exciting. It's, I, it's I just a little fun. I just can't get into it. The Donnie Yen scene at the uh, the first Donnie Yen scene that's fun. Donnie yeah. Yen was a great character. Like, you know, isn't it funny when they put the bag over his head and he goes, What are you kidding yeah. me? I'm yeah. blind. Like that's, that's yeah. some there there is yeah. effort put into this movie. Um, but that's like the only good joke in There's the movie. plenty of jokes. K2SO was fine. K2SO was he just said that he just said the stuff that every droid says in a movie where they I liked I liked when Jin shot the shot their droid and then he comes around the corner. Did you think that was me? I thought that was funny. I don't know. It's he a had cute his, moment. He had his mo- well. What else are droids for? I don't I don't know. Robot humor is the same in every movie. I, I want to see a droid that actually has something interesting about them besides just being a droid. Besides just being this you know uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern spectator, because I think like it's this whole. Like we keep saying, it's this big universe, this big galaxy. Every single story is at least 90% focused on humans. I think I, I just, it's just for a change. I just want to see something about either. And, and I mean, we'll get into this later with the. Anthology. I'm sorry. I don't want to see Wally, the Star Wars story. <laughs> you don't want to see what? Like, what, what do you mean? By Wally. Well, I don't want. The, okay. it, it droids depends, serve a purpose. It depends on the droid. Like. Do they actually have artificial intelligence? Can they feel pain? That's what that's, that's what it would thing. need to be is an art, artificial intelligence. Like K two S O intelligence. His his droid. service is to whoever programs him. I think yeah. that's fine. They could have made They're a fun robots. comment about that's it. literally what they are. They're robots. There's a, like the definition of robot is slave. That's what they. They're not people. I think treating people like you treat robots would be wrong. They shouldn't write people that way. But it's, I think it's fine to write this metal thing, like give them personality so they're not like Terminators. But do, they don't need to have, you know, this whole like 
existential crisis. Like, like this, not asking like, for an existential crisis, just something more than what so, we yeah, know them. Yeah. So well, not, that's called the thing in Solo. That that L three in Solo. She had a she had more than a personality. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. All right. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll talk something about L three. All right. I'm well, still confused. Before we get to Solo, uh, finally we agree on something. Just kidding. Let's talk no. about the Last Jedi. The most. I think the most divisive. The most divisive Star Wars movie, hands down. I think ever. Yeah. Ever made. Ever. No people praise it as one of the best. People praise it as ruining the whole series and everything not, sorry, not in between. Yeah, I think it's the second worst, and everything second in between. Worst? Yeah. I think so, Force uh, Awakens is worse. So, okay. so right. Last Jedi, everything's been established. The Force Awakens come out has been sort of eagerly building up what, like I said before, it really wants to get to, which is what's the deal with Luke Skywalker? Uh, and it's in the only six months since this movie has been released, it's already left this indelible mark on all of star wars fandom Mm -hmm. as this like watershed moment that sort of splintered all of culture oh my god it's it's kind of disgusting how 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 people reacted to it are you talking about the people who wanted to like remove it from yeah they they want to remove it uh they protested it they sent uh ryan johnson death threats i which in ryan johnson's defense i think Every single, almost every single thing people have complained about movie, he's had a defense for. Even if no, it doesn't I, work, I, I think he's clearly putting. Thought I honestly, I, I'm glad that okay. it was given to Ryan Johnson. All right, I'm, so so I'm Jason, wrong. you saw this first. I saw this. I've seen every new Star Wars movie premiere night. Yes, um, sort of your thing. It's, you like it's yeah, it's my thing with my friends. Yeah, um, yeah. I left the theater on the fence. All of my friends hated it. <laughs> I I was on the fence, and I still am. Okay. I've seen it three times total, mm. and there's parts that I like, parts that I don't like. Overall, I like the movie. Sure. I'll say that. But there's just too many moments in it that are, are just weird, goofy, that it, it, it taints the movie too much for me. Story-wise, I, I, kinda, I love what they're doing with Kylo and Rey. Kylo Ren is... Oh, I love that. I love that character. <laughs> I love that character so much. Yeah, uh, Anthony, you said it's the second worst. Yeah, of all of Star Wars, <laughs> of all, of all of Star Wars. I, th- I definitely think both uh, seven and eight are worse than the prequels. That being said, I was excited for this movie for two reasons. One, Luke Skywalker. We finally see him at the end of seven, which means he's going to be in eight, which means he's going to do something. Reason number two, Ryan Johnson. Looper is one of my all-time favorite movies. I absolutely adore Looper. I think. Ryan Johnson is an incredibly talented writer and he's, director. He's incredible. Looper's great. Brick's great. Brothers, Brothers Bloom. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen all of it, but it's great. <laughs> like, I was very excited for this movie. I was like, oh, finally. Take it away from J.J. All right, good. And he got to write this one. He did, yeah. And But I think he kind of ruined it. <laughs> I, think he, I think there were moments that were... That were, there were I remember, I was with this movie. Most of it, I was with everything except for... Um, the casino planet. I was like, yeah, you know we'll, what? This we'll, is no, fine. we'll talk. We'll talk about yeah. Rose and Finn. Yeah, everything except for that. I was oh, like, you know what? This yeah. is fine. I was on this movie had me on its way to getting like a positive review from me. But then the ending happened. It it just brings me back to my points about how Disney just doesn't care about Star Wars or these characters. They don't understand why people like the originals or why people like or don't like the prequels. So basically, 
the ending with Luke. I thought that's what I've been waiting for. He showed he's he's out of his cave. He shows up. He's about to do something. And I was like, yeah. And then that big door's opening. I'm like, this is it. He's going to do something, guys. And then all those ginormous walkers, they just start firing down on him. Like, oh, that didn't even phase him, did it, huh? Because he's Luke Skywalker. Because he's the most powerful Jedi there ever was. Maybe Yoda. I don't remember. But he's he was supposed to be, like, he, he revived the prophecy. He's Luke Skywalker. And then, yeah, exactly. He did that dust off thing. People hate that. I loved it. I loved it. I was like, yes, Luke's going to do something. And then he did nothing. He didn't need, He didn't do nothing. He did less than nothing. He wasn't even there. He wasn't <laughs> even there, you guys. He was a, a forced hologram. That's a different issue I'll bring up later. <laughs> but, and then, after doing nothing, he dies. What did they do? Because he used all his power. Or Disney, you're killing me here. <laughs> I, yes, I do. If if he's going to die in the next scene, why not have him do be there in person? Yeah. Do, do something. He not did a just little, like a distraction. He did a little dance and it was yippee. And then he died. I remember thinking even the dance was fine because now that he's, now that Ray has successfully gotten him out of his cave, good job, Ray. Appreciate it. She got she got him out. He's he's back. Luke Skywalker's back, which means guaranteed he's gonna do something in nine. Now he's gonna be dead in nine. And now I have no reason to see nine. <laughs> okay, don't see it. I won't. <laughs> don't have your heart broken. I'm not gonna see it. Got yeah, you. Well, hearts can't handle that much. No, that's right. Um, anyway, Sam, what do you think about episode eight? Yeah, I, I, like I actually, I'd love you, to hear. Do you care? Yeah. Do you care? Sure. <laughs> okay. So the first time I saw it, I was not. I did not like this movie. I did not hate it or love it. I was very down the middle, erring towards negativity. I was like, eh, that was not. It it just didn't really satisfy me in many ways. Uh, but I watched it again the other day. With with all the stuff in mind that's happened sort of in the wake of The Last Jedi. And I really dug it. I actually really did. Uh, if, if for nothing else, and this is going to sound so hilarious after everything you've said, I appreciate the courage in a lot of the choices it makes. I mean, I'm, I'm echoing what a lot of other critics have said. But it's the whole idea of evolution. And about moving on from the past. So what I I sort of alluded to this in Force Awakens. I don't know if I really made it clear, but something I like about Kylo Ren specifically, but sort of the whole attitude of the Force Awakens is that we're sort of holding on to the past, but we're not really learning from it. And I and in fact, you made several points speaking to this, how they're not they're sort of not really taking certain things into account when it comes to the classic characters. In comes Ryan Johnson. He's like, all right, guys, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sort of, I'm seeing what's happening. I'm seeing what's happening with sort of the, and this is going to sound like a sort of an assaulting word, but I mean it just in the dictionary definition, sort of the fetishization of the original trilogy. And I see sort of the romanticization even. Uh, I mean, we got into it all last week, how I do think that there are, quite a few flaws with A New Hope. Overall, the trilogy is just, I, I just don't personally, I just do not like it as much as everyone else. And I think for, for a movie about cutting all the ties from the past 
And in that really triumphant moment, which I find triumphant, where Kylo Ren turns the thing, kills Snoke, and the body falls on the floor. Fantastic. It's not, I thought that was great. It's not because what I interpreted it the first time around was Kylo Ren. Oh, he's on the good side. But then, wait a minute. No, he goes back to the dark side. I was confused by it the first time. This time around, I realized it's all these conflicting influences. And he's like, you know what? That's enough. No more Snoke. No more Luke. No more nothing. I'm going to start my own thing. No more nothing. We need to We need to move on from the past. We don't forget it. We have to learn from it. But we're holding on to it. And we're sort of, I mean, Luke says himself, the Jedi didn't, like, they, they did a lot of bad stuff. They did a lot of good stuff, but they also did a lot of bad stuff. For the first time in quite possibly the entire franchise, this, this is going to sound uh, like I'm insulting all the other movies, but I really feel like there is complexity to the good versus evil debate. It's not as two-sided as it was before. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren and Rey really feel like opposite sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. For the first time in the entire franchise, yeah. I love that entire thing where they're going. And actually, I'm excited for episode nine. Oh, no, Hopefully, me too. Me too. They do this I justice. I can't wait for it. This is the first movie where we've seen something new. Yes. Really something new. And uh, a lot of people rightfully did not like that. So, And by I, rightfully, I mean, it, it's again, it's all about your ideas of what you want from this franchise and what you think it should be. I was not able to appreciate the first time how this movie was sort of made for me in a way. For the person that's like, okay, yeah, let's, you know, let's maybe do something different here. I, I really dug the hell out of it. The, most of the problems I had the first time around still stand. Whole Casino Planet, what is that? Uh, the whole, the whole Rose and Finn storyline. It's uh, the, the character of Finn is, is terrible. terrible in this movie. I liked him in the first one fine. I thought he was I thought he was good in the first I one. I thought he was terrible. I don't know. I, I just, he doesn't really do anything. I don't know what they're time. trying to accomplish with Finn's character. They have a really good opportunity for this character who's used to fight for the First Order, but because he was taken, he has a line in The Force Awakens that I really like, which is uh, what FN number or whatever was the only name they ever gave me. It's the only life he's ever known, and he's just here now? And... They set up a oh, pretty good moment for him at the end. No, like that, that hit, if that could have been like his death scene, that could have been his, great. Yeah, his death scene, going in, sacrificing himself for that. Yeah, to save everyone mm-hmm. because there's no backup. If if Luke hadn't have shown up, they would have died. Yeah, but Finn would have saved them right then. But then in comes Rose, <laughs> destroying that for some reason because of love. So, Even though everyone would have died if Luke wouldn't... That just made no sense to me. I guess I kind of like the idea of the thing that Rose said a little bit, but it was just such a dumb scene. I think yeah. that scene speaks to the, um, how you say, courage of the storytelling. Yes. So For better or worse. Yeah. They're fine with killing off all the classic characters, but they don't want to kill off any of the new good guys. Yeah. Theoretically, that's fine if the new yeah, people I'm, are interested. I'm okay with that. But, but like, Finn not is all of that interesting. That anymore. moment was a total BS out of like an, anything. Like this, that was a total Hollywood moment. 
And like the, the rose coming in. Yeah. Like yeah, he, yeah. like that. I was like, you know what? If this is how Finn goes, I, I respect that as yeah, I was, him as a character and that as a storytelling. It sort of tool. completes his arc. In exactly. And it's like kind of like a full circle thing, but they totally ruin it. Like what else can Finn do? Like they better have some really, really yeah, they better. Mind. But I, think, I hope they don't bring Captain Phasma back again. That would be stupid. Because <laughs> that, <laughs> that was Phasma. a waste in this movie. Oh my God. Just basically Brienne of Tarth, but in a shiny gear. Yeah. Yeah. They're sort of trying to do the Boba Fett thing, where they're trying to have a character make an impression with very few scenes. So she doesn't like do any. She doesn't do anything like oh whoa. Like, yeah. She needs to like I hate to say this brutally kill someone or something <laughs> like that. So people are like whoa, this person does something other than walk around with a gun because yeah. that's all Captain Phasma has done is walk towards the camera <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> What cool did, shots, so do you guys think it was okay like with Luke specifically his story from beginning to end what like I was fine with it but um as I said before something something was off about Luke in this exactly. just the, I I can't I can't quite I put think, my finger on it I think they it just it, screwed up him it was as just a strange it was it's because I don't think they screwed it up it, something was just strange to me about Well it. here here's why I think they screwed it up and maybe this will fill in some blanks for you okay. I think they didn't know what to do with Luke. So they decided to create an all-new character trait for him. Murdering a teenage learning learner student is not something Luke Skywalker would ever consider. Not only is he a, a student of his own, he's his nephew. I was going to do it, but then I realized, no, I can't. But... He was totally going to do it up and like he thought about but it. Then, like, then he grabbed his lightsaber. Then he walked into the tent. Then he lit the lightsaber. Then he was going to do it. Then he decided not to. Then Ben got the wrong idea about possibly being well, murdered. Well, the whole confliction is that Luke, because of his Jedi uh, foresight, I believe, mm-hmm. is able to see the malice and the anger. He's like that. He does not want Darth Vader to happen again because he okay. fought for years and years right. and years against Darth Vader. The last thing he wants for it to happen again. And I can understand the impulse. What I don't get is you're you're going to hide away. Well, they could have they could have handled that better. The thing is, I yeah. I don't I, I get the impulse of I have to stop this, but by murdering a child? No. That is not something Luke Skywalker would do. He wouldn't murder his own father. Because at the end we'll of the day, he that there there was a whole thing there like like and now he's he's older he's wiser he's learned so much more he's a teacher now there it, it does not make sense that this is yeah, a choice it, that this it, character so would make it it's his worst fear it doesn't true. make sense though because is, the reason what, that it came to earlier why now murder I mean like Darth Vader was real Darth Vader was taking over and he he fixed he helped Darth Vader Darth Anakin at the end of six himself said. He saved him. Why can't he save Kylo at the, at the time? Ben? I, th- I think those are two really different scenes. I don't think I don't think the comparison is there, but I do see what you're saying. How no, the concept, not the scenes, the concept, the concept of of, of I I have the opportunity of to not, kill us of yeah. not giving up on. He says several times and says, "I'm not going to give up on you," and then he gives up on Ben. Why is that a Luke character trait after so many years of him? Being this honorable Jedi teacher, that that I, I get it, it's his fear. But the Luke I know, the Luke everyone knows, would never resort to even thinking about murdering a child. That's something Anakin would do. That is not something Luke would do. Maybe that's 
intentional to like have a little bit okay, of Anakin but stuff. Didn't you listen to Aunt Baru Anthony? He's got too much of his father. <laughs> See, but Yoda and Obi-Wan changed that. They they made sure to change that for Anna, for uh, Luke. And they and they showed that within the movies. It's called storytelling, Disney. Sure. And now this time they just decide all of a sudden we need conflict. Let's make up some crap about. I felt bad about almost murdering him, so I hid away for thirty years. I don't think that's the exact reason, but I do. I guess I'm just able to buy the impulse. I'm. I'm like that's, able, as a character that's just for Luke. As far as it goes. Yeah, honestly, I I do. I mean, I guess we just sort of look at Luke in different ways. I guess is what. It was. So how how well, okay? So I'm curious. Well, then I'm curious. What leads you to like so what has Luke done this in the is, past? This that is the first. To this murder? is the first time that there's really been a Sith in a long time, right? right. Is is Kylo Ren? Right. He, I'm sure he's gotten used to just everything being fine, and then when he has the opportunity to sort of nip it in the bud to just like, to to finish it, and you know he's still conflicted about it, but. I don't know. I, it's, well, it's, hard, why it's hard to say because the the thing that brings Kylo fully over to the dark side is seeing Luke about to kill him. Was so, it going to happen anyway? So why? I'm well, just, then I I'm think just, the Luke that I see would teach him otherwise. So then, yeah, if he's going to exactly. if he's going to make this decision, why didn't he make the decision in six? Because he had the opportunity to kill Darth Vader to get rid of that Sith. He and he actually did make the decision in Episode Six. I just thought of this. When uh, the Emperor goes, strike me down, boy. And then he tries. He, he gets out of his lightsaber and he goes for it. But Darth Vader stopped him. And then he has the opportunity to strike down and kill Darth Vader. And he totally would have. He totally could have. Nobody was going to stop him. The Emperor wasn't going to stop him. And he decided in, those, in that moment he learned. As a character, he grew in that moment. And I don't, I don't buy that he devolves as he grows older and wiser. I... Okay, so I guess I could also say, since Luke is older, he might be afraid of not being as strong to beat Kylo. Right. That is is a theory, but they never showed any of it. They didn't show that process. Luke is super strong throughout this whole movie. I mean, like, really, if he can project himself across the galaxy from a stone, you'd think he'd be able to make the decision, hey, maybe I won't kill my nephew. I'm talking about Luke's arc. I, I don't think his decision making, what that leads to, is a little thing. I think, I think what we were talking about earlier with like um, Rogue One, th- those were a lot of little things. I think now that we're in the episodic thing, the the trilogy now again, these are big decisions. Ryan Johnson didn't put a lot of thought into. I don't know about that. I think I, I think he really did put thought into. See, this. it's just about I'm, whether or not. It's air quote your Star Wars. I think and clearly I think it's I'm trying, not to, build, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to build logic, logical conclusions here to proper storytelling, and I never got that from this movie. See, J.J. Abrams, as much as I like him, The Force Awakens, you could kind of see how it was going to go. If J.J. Abrams would have stuck with eight and nine, it would have been v- very, very similar to the original trilogy. Ryan Johnson came in here, just threw all of that out. Who's yeah. Ray's parents? That doesn't matter. No way. Good, good. I love that they're nobody. There's a lot of parts where it sort of makes you think there's going to be a similar Mm -hmm. moment. And he just, he he throws, he throws everything out. I honestly have To the point where it's like, what is going to happen? What is going to (laughs) happen? I have no idea what's going to happen. And I can't wait to find out. Mm -hmm. What did you guys think of Yoda? 
I I was fine with I it. I like Yoda. I think it speaks yeah. to the whole theme of the movie. It's I like it was awesome. This this is just, you know, we're getting st- we're getting caught up in the past. I think it's fine to move on. And I think there's even sort of this meta narrative going on with where that part where Luke says the Jedi, you know, where uh they killed and stole from people. They did a lot of good, but they also did a lot of bad. I think in a weird way sort of talking about the original trilogy as as a culture in general we sort of look up to it as this perfect three-part story and that that's fine and we can learn from that but it's also okay to do different things and continue and tell different stories in this universe essentially to move on but i think and i love that i think yeah i wish this universe would move on continue the story but don't disrespect what gave you the story and that's what they were doing with these movies. Sure, I, I guess we just disagree. It just it, I can it I doesn't see, come. I can see disrespect. the disrespect in Force Awakens. This at, one I don't. Times. I don't at, at times. Yes. I really this think one, they're trying to do something really solid. And I yeah, think it's, I think no, they're trying, but there's no motivation. There's no inspiration. That like Star Wars isn't just the Force and lightsabers and stormtroopers. Star Wars is much more than that. It's a vision, and Disney didn't have that vision. George Lucas did. Even That's why I don't feel like these new movies feel like Star Wars movies. Even the prequels, as terrible as some of them are and as terrible as parts are, they feel, you, you watch them, they feel like a Star Wars. It feels part of that world. And these movies just don't. And I get that's why a lot of people like them. Forgetting what Star Wars is, is not okay. And that's what these movies are doing. They're, I get it. Do, do something new. But don't forget about what got you here. And that's what these movies are doing. It's sort of what I've always wanted in a weird it way. It is because Star Wars is just... We can only keep it, circling back for so, yeah. many, so many times, mm-hmm. you know? It can, only, it can only tie back to the Skywalker family so many times. I mean, how far does this one family line... Well, then they never should have continued that line. By bringing Luke back but in, that's here. That, exactly, that's the problem. So, yeah. You can't just show up with new story and then use the old ones as kind of a crutch. You need to, if you if you don't have the storytelling ability to make a new Star Wars story, don't throw away the, don't use the old stuff as a tool. You need to include the old stuff as like. Han and Leia and Luke should have had an adventure together again if they were going to come back again. We've already had that three times. The original trilogy. Exactly. Then why do they need to come back? They need to come back because everyone wants them to come back. And because it's 30 years down the line. And because it sort of has to reassure people that, like, okay, we're sort of... It's, again, the whole passing of the torch thing. And I think think that's what... Maybe if they had just done anthologies, that would have been fine. But continuing the saga, the episodic saga, you can't just gloss over important events. You can't just throw away what the originals did just because they're old, just because you want to do something new. And just because Luke put on a few pounds, you can't just (laughs) think they're not capable of doing an action scene. Give Luke something to do. This is Luke's. I don't want to see him grouchy and old. I don't want to see my childhood characters as these broken unfixable things and i i do i but definitely gives it like something interesting exactly and i definitely appreciate that and i appreciate what bo- where both of you are coming from where this isn't like what the old star wars but i think giving giving them life again like yeah maybe i, I I'll, I'll buy that maybe the rebellion can die and 
the first order's back. I don't buy that. But you have to give us hope again. You have to put the good guys back on top. And by killing off all the original good guys and just bringing in new good guys, that's not the way to do it. I, I guess I just I don't view it as like a heartless killing off. But again, it's just uh, our our ideas clearly are not aligning here right. for for quite get, possibly the first time ever on this. Show. I get I get both sides. All right, That's Jason. Now you got to choose. Now I got to choose. Oh, I'm still kind of I'm See, still kind of in the middle. You're the Kyle. I like, like I like <laughs> I like what happens in um, two thirds of the story. Yeah, I don't like Rose and Finn's thing. Um, yeah, that's the just... stuff with with Poe and uh, Laura Dern's character. <laughs> Laura Dern's character. Yeah. It's oh it's God. okay. She's kind I of forgot she's about her. Very forgettable. That should have been Akbar. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Akbar should have been. Oh, yeah, don't yeah. make don't make me cry. Yeah, I know. Oh come on, that would have been such that a great send off for that character. That was disrespectful. Oh man, that was disrespectful. Just throwing him away. They literally threw him away in they a line of dialogue. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Yeah, they're. I don't. I do not think this is a perfect movie. No, by, it's not. By any stretch of the My, The only thing I don't like about it is the Rosenfin story, and then there's just. I feel like it's trying to be serious, but it's just like everyone hates on the milk drinking scene. I I hate weird. on that scene because it, it, it just looks goofy, and his beard is covered in milk, and mm. it's just gross. That was uh, that, that to me felt like Ryan Johnson just going, "Ha, f you!" Like I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it's as insidious as you're making out. And but, you know, I think you're probably right, and I'm just very emotional. And <laughs> but, but like, you're not alone. I just can't help but get the feeling that they're just shoving aside the old for the new without giving the old proper care. And that's all I'll say about it. You know, not not too much else to say. Uh, I think I, I think this is very fitting after after Rogue One. The idea of sort of of moving on from this golden era, and even the fact that Luke doesn't admittedly do anything, sort of goes to show that our heroes are flawed and might not do everything you'd had hoped. Okay, so we start. We we went uh, rather long, not surprisingly. So we sort of got to be quick about this last one because everyone's talking about it. Uh, sort of a lame about face for the franchise right after this this brilliant you know, uh, uh, advocate for moving on from the past. We get Solo, a Star Wars story, which is everything you think it is and less. <laughs> the The plot is not important, uh, and it should be, because this it, is yeah. this is essentially Han Solo's origin story. I got excited again because I was like, oh, they're doing another heist. That's Maybe right. it'll be better this time. Yeah, another um, heist prequel. Yeah, I know. I know you're the most positive. Jason. I'm the most positive here, um, and I think the movie was just okay. I get people really liking it, and I get people really hating it. Okay. I thought it was just okay. I think it's undeservingly getting a lot of really, really negative stuff. Mm. Um, I'll talk about the good and the bad. Uh, I'll start off. This movie looks gross. Yeah, it, I can't. Yeah. It, it's so dark. Yeah, man. I don't. Uh, like Kessel was just all and you can you can gloominess. fix that post it's a little easy. bit. Gloominess is a choice, and they you can't you can't see anything in this movie. Yeah. For a lot of the scenes, it's just so dark. Practically nothing. Yeah, I think Alden Einrich, Ehrenreich, Ehrenreich. Yeah, I thought he was really really great in this movie. You think so? I, I think he was the best part about it. He seemed like the only person who was really trying. Yeah. Uh, well, him and him and Donald Glover. Donald Glover, I 
something was weird about it. It didn't feel like Lando, but it was still like cool, suave. Okay, I I liked it. Yeah. Um, I I think they're the best part about it, and the uh, Han Solo and Chewie relationship. Sure. I thought I thought they they you like, really you like the their first meeting or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I liked that. Yeah, um, their their chemistry is really great, and I think the best parts about this movie come from the character of Han Solo. Yeah, uh, yeah. Other than that, though, weirdly, I'm not that far off. Actually, the the one overall, this movie just I just didn't really care for it. Uh, it's it's very forgettable it's just it's forgettable i wasn't really affected by it i had kind of a fun time but is that really what we want from han solo's origin uh the one thing i can say for it is that i actually think in a weird way it's sort of added another layer to han's character in the sense of the love interest, Amelia Clark. Uh, I won't give away too much of what happens, but they're separated early on. They're sort of, you know, childhood friends and lovers, uh, and they meet up later on. And I think that really contributes. It really sh- sort of sheds light on why Han is the way he is, or as we know him, come a new hope. So I think that's that's the most I can say for it. Uh there's nothing that I hated with a passion. Yeah, I just, the, I mean, I just the action scenes are, are just, eh. Yeah. Just everything's, everything's just kind of okay. I mm-hmm. just... Okay, I want to interject real quick. Anthony, you haven't said anything. So what right. What are what are your uh, views on Solo? I don't know. I, I was disappointed. I was very much looking forward to it because I, I'm a big fan of Ron Howard. And basically, I, I thought this was really easy to do. <laughs> This, everything is already set up. We know who Han is. We know who Chewie is. All they needed to do was make a fun Han Solo Chewie adventure with the Millennium Falcon, and where they just you know, hey, there's Lando, and then now we're buddies. And all this needed to be was fun, entertainment, just straight out. We don't need anything. They decided to throw in all these extra characters that I don't really care about. Yeah. It really just and becomes over convoluted. Yeah, by it you. really does, and you, you, I don't yeah, care about the plot. There's a lot of people in this. Paul Bettany plays this like gangster oh, character. Yeah, I didn't care about him. Sort of the villain of the movie. He, I see he's in the movie for about five minutes. Yeah, to be honest, he's fun to watch for like a second. Yeah, he's, but I don't know. He's kind of the generic, and then you know, I don't know what he's really adding to this story. Nothing. I liked that this movie wasn't like big. Uh, yeah, they weren't like, like big, big they, state. They weren't defending the galaxy. They weren't defending the and galaxy. And that's exactly why this should have been so easy to write. Like, it just had to be a fun adventure. Because the more characters you have, that's the less hard and chewy we get. I think the biggest challenge of this movie should have been casting. And they did a pretty adequate job. Like, there was, nobody was pretty. There was never a time where I was like, that's Han Solo or that's Lando. Never had one of those moments. A couple with Lando. Donald, Donald Glover did a good job. First I, of all, looks just like yeah, Billy yeah. Dee Williams. No, that like, helps I, a lot. His first scene, when they, we first see him, I was like, whoa, they got Billy Dee. We see like, that wow. he, he called him Han right at the start. Whoa, and then, whoa, then, Han. Yeah, I like whoa, whoa, Han. And Aaron I'm, says, uh, Alden, he says, he says the Falcon, not the Falcon, because that's how Harrison Ford says it. And, yeah. Especially Alden's mannerisms yeah. were, I think, I'm like, like, he looked, it's he really looked the part. There was a couple line deli- deliveries. I was like, there were a few, but I overall, I was... Yeah, they, they did so fine. They, they, they clearly did. had a direction they were trying to go in. It's just not one that any of us particularly like. Yeah, like they, they, had, they had fine with the casting, but the, the plot did not matter. I mean, I liked um, some of the midpoint stuff. I, 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 it was a little bit interesting. Um, 
I, I'm trying to be really vague about it, but uh, the actual heist part is kind of entertaining. That whole planet scene. Yeah, it's fine. It's not excruciatingly tedious. Or yeah, anything. I, I, I kind of have fun with it. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of like urgency at the end of it, even though that that's fun. The the opening chase scene is kind of boring. Just sort of nondescript. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not great action. The train boring. scene, which I had heard good good things about yeah before going okay. to it yeah it was just okay yeah i think that's probably the worst part about this movie is that it's just standard mm-hmm. it's just very standard it's just unremarkable to us at least. but i'm gonna say it's better than rogue one because i had fun with the three i'm gonna call them the three main characters lando is the third okay. and chewie is the second one. sure I, I would have liked more from han and chewie one of the main things I didn't like about episode eight was Chewie didn't do anything and he, he didn't do much in this. He definitely had he, some important moments. He has a one really, really important moment. But him and Han, they their their relationship but, is good when we see it, so, but they could have done more. So in the original trilogy, Chewie doesn't really do anything that big, does he? I mean, it's it's He's more just kind of there for like it's more of his presence, honestly, kind of comedic relief. Yeah, exactly. Way. But he did. I thought, like, and I here it seemed like Lando was the comedic relief, didn't it? Or or the the L three thing, preachy. Ve- yeah, very preachy. Way to be subtle, I, screenwriters. I don't know. I we just, get it. I was kind of just annoyed by it, and I know everyone's gonna love this the 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 droid in this movie. I said it in my review. I was I was very upset after I saw the movie, so I gave this kind of. Short rant, I guess, a little yeah, bit. I liked it. Um, thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, I just didn't like L3. Sam, you kind you kind of liked L3. Right? I, I didn't mind her. You know, she didn't really get on my nerves or anything. I more like the idea of this that we can yeah. we can yes. sort of have I, a, I agree with that. a new kind of uh, relationship within mm-hmm. this universe. It's acknowledged as being weird, but only for a second. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, they could have done a lot more with it. It's not terribly effective, but it's it's sort of it's it's sort of it's sort of encouraging. Yeah, I, I, I like that they're yeah they're doing something new with with a droid, mm-hmm. but I just didn't like what they did with it. Yeah, it was just. In know. case you don't know, it's not really giving anything away. Uh, Lando's co-pilot is a droid, L three something. And we realize that they sort of have a somewhat of an intimate relationship. That's what I was confused on. Do they? Well, I think it was kind of a joke that I, she thinks they do, but he, they're just kind of, he thinks yeah, they're just her, the way, the way I saw it was, was that, yeah. but then I saw it was like, I've been reading some stuff and people, I think, I think people are reading into it more than they I don't think. See, I don't because know I, because really she makes a joke. They like, oh yeah, he's totally into me. You know how awkward that is? Yeah, I mean, then people kind of back that up with something with, that the writer said. Yeah, that Jonathan Kasdan said. Yeah, but it's a whole. I don't know. It's I it's don't a whole. There's, it's I don't know. Messy. I don't know enough about it. So yeah, L three. She's. I didn't like her that much, but I, I didn't mind her. But I think it's. I, I think it's fair to say that the characters in this are a mixed bag at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's, as a, as an entire thing. It's a step entire... forward from just being the the comedic relief. Yeah, I guess that, it's, they, it's, that they've had in it's, all the. It's other a baby step. Disney it's, movies. It's still a step. I wasn't. I wasn't terribly hurt by it in the way. No, that no. I, yeah, I wasn't hurt. I was I annoyed. <clears throat> yeah. Overall. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that's our review of 
<laughs> so that's the biggest and, thing. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I think we could probably say for this. Okay, so that's so that's all the movies we're going to talk about. Uh, yes, let us know uh, what, like, give your takes on anything we talked about. There's so much discussion to be had. Uh, clearly, we represent numerous different perspectives, and we know that there are even more out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let us know anything at all. Uh, if you saw Solo, did you like it or not like it or whatever, or any of these other movies, even The Clone Wars. Uh, it's sort of a strange footnote in Star Wars history. So real quick, before we close out the episode, we wanted to do a fun little thing uh, to maybe also encourage some participation. We've sort of hinted at the fact that these anthology movies are very contained and very, you know, they're not they're not going to terribly interesting places or characters or anything. So we thought we'd give some of our own ideas. With all the big talk, we, we want to give some some of our uh, our own pitches for anthology movies. Jason, for God's sake. Should I go first? Yes, go okay. first. Um, this is going to kind of be hypocritical of me saying that I want it to branch out to characters who aren't a part of the universe. This features two characters who have been a part of the universe. An unlikely duo. An unlikely duo, If you, you listened say. to if, last if, episode, yeah, I, I might remember it. that Jason... Uh, quite appreciated the Ewok TV movies. No, yes, I did. Uh, the, yes, the first one. Sure. Um, <laughs> now, my my pitch for an anthology movie is titled Mason Mace Face to Face. <laughs> that is the greatest title ever. <laughs> Mason Mace Face to Face. That's brilliant. Let's let's throw it back to episode three. Guys. That's right. Mace window gets thrown Mace Windu gets thrown out the window. <laughs> He's not dead. That's he right. did not die. We never saw him die. He gets up. He gets up. Screen. He gets up from the from the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> He's just on the sidewalk. He's on the sidewalk, why not? <laughs> and he goes into hiding at the in the indoor forest. Like where he befriends Wilfred Brimley's oh. character <laughs> from the second Ewok movie. And there they both watch over the forest as the guardians of the forest. <laughs> now, one night, Mace Windu oversleeps because of, of, of a bad dream where he recounts the, the tragedies that happened oh. in episode three. And he awakens. He goes to find Wilford Brimley. Wilford <laughs> Brimley's gone. There, some of the forest is on fire. He's, he's, he doesn't know what to do. He comes across an injured man. This is Mace. <laughs> this is Mace. Mace did not die in Mace the second. Mace is the kid from the Ewok movie mm-hmm. that crash lands on yes. the Yes, my, my favorite character. Um, he, he's okay. He didn't die in the second one. Mace takes him under his wing. Mace Windu takes uh, Ewok Mace. I'll call him Ewok Mace. <laughs> he takes him under his wing. Uh, they, they, they hang out. They basically hang out one night. God knows that what. night. It sounds like a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. <laughs> that night, Mace Windu has another dream. It's it's telling him that there is something waiting for him on Bespin. He doesn't he doesn't know what it is, but this something is important. Complex. Something important is waiting for him on Bespin. Uh-huh. And only Mace Windu can go and get it. Sure. He takes Mace Ewok Mace with him. Yep. To go investigate what is what is laying on Bespin. What's the deal? With what Bespin? is on Bespin? What is above Bespin? What, uh, you, you, what is below Bespin? Clouds? Bespin? Wait. 
Because Bespin's the cloud city on top of the cloud. Wait, what? Wait, what's the planet underneath cloud city? Isn't, wait, what's it's, it's not a planet. It's just a big ball of gas or something. Is there any solid surface here? Don't, I, I don't know. think so, but who knows? Okay, Let's well, say there I'm, is. I'm going to say that there Let's is. Let's say there is. I'm going to say there for is. For the purposes of your anthology. Let's you remember how a... everyone was upset? Like, how did, how did Maz Katana get the lightsaber? Oh, oh gosh. It's Mace and Mace. Thank God. They find, spoiler alert, guys. Mace and Mace, they find, they find the lightsaber. So you're... And they bring it to Maz. You're constructing an entire anthology movie. Around a plot hole. Around a plot hole that takes place around the time of the original yes. trilogy. That's when got, right. When you got characters like Mace and Mace, nothing can go wrong. <laughs> and that, my friends, is Mace and Mace. That's the spirit. Face to face. <laughs> Disney put this in production yesterday. I've got a whole, I've got a whole trilogy lined up for oh, this. Oh gosh! Anyway, yeah, that's great. Nice is miss. that the only one you have? That is the only. That is the only one I have. All right, Anthony, what do you got? All right, first R-rated entry into the Star Ooh. Wars franchise. Finally! Wow! Deadpool Star Wars story. <laughs> oh, this is much worse. This is the Ewok genocide. <laughs> oh my god! They all that's burn and die because we hate the Ewok. I'm joking. My real one. Okay. Oh, I was on board. No. I was kind of on board. I totally okay. would see that movie, but that's a little morbid for Star Wars. All right, my real one is also rated R, though. I want to keep with the R-rated thing. Sure. Okay. It's not about a character. It's about an event. Mm. Order 66. I had the exact same idea. Yeah. Wow. Like, you what, have the exact same idea? I, I scrapped it, but I'm glad you... Oh, like, yeah, like, that's an... Because what am I... As, as, as much as I like 3, 3 is a solid movie. They really rush through the you know, that third act there so they can get to the Obi-Wan and Anakin. I really would have loved to see some in-depth Order 66 battles. Because the way they showed it, these Jedi they're just going to take it. They're just going to, you know, oh, what, what can you do? They try their best. Yeah. Like there's one scene where <laughs> their foresight can only take yeah. you so far. That, that one, the Moondy guy with the big head, he just starts running forward and he realizes nobody's following him. He turns and like, hey, guys, what's going on? And then they shoot him to the ground. That's a great scene. I want to see the in-depth that. analysis of what the clone troopers are thinking. You want to see a conflicted clone? Like, I don't want, I don't know about this. I mean, yeah, like they kind of go into it at, towards the end of um, the Clone Wars TV show, but not really because it's a kid's show and they're not going to talk about murdering the Jedi Order. And I want to see them murdering the Jedi Order because that's an interesting thing. I want to see the clones. I want to see the Jedis who are resisting and fighting back. Be, you know, the ones we don't see like Kit Fisto and uh, what's Metal Mouth? I don't remember his name. Metal Plo Koon. Plo Koon. That's the Who we see die. Yeah. Yeah, Metal but... This would be... He's got oh, like a metal mask. Is that the guy who's flying the ship? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I think this would be kind of an alternate thing where we there's more in-depth. Like, maybe him blowing up in the ship is the end of a chase where he's already been involved in. Right. And we, we kind of get this whole scope of really the most important thing that happens in the prequel trilogy because it sets in motion room for the Empire to take place. So I think that'd be pretty sick if we could see... Oh, yeah. that sadness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be cool to get sad again. Yeah. I mean, we we it would be where it would have a hope for the ending because we'd see maybe close out with like a little Obi Wan cameo or Yoda or Yoda being safe. That's that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you said yeah. it because I, I see it. Yeah, be interesting. Okay, here's I have four ideas. I'm gonna fly through them because <laughs> this episode is really really freaking long. So first, I want to see. The, the first two I have are just ideas for shorts that I think might be kind of neat. 
The first one, I want to see like a time lapse of the construction of Starkiller Base. That would be cool. And sort of like how they had to sort of invade the planet. Oh, I thought you were talking about like a weird, like a, uh, a, a weird experimental film where it's, it's just the construction. Why not? Like a, a well, like man with set, a movie camera. Yeah. Well, set, set camera in one place and then just a time lapse. Of yeah. Why not? That would oh, yeah, be sure. Cool. Yeah. They got to, they got to, they got to hollow out the planet and evacuate the native species or whatever. I think it could be cool. Uh, the second one, a day in the life of a wampa. <laughs> and for God's sake, don't end it with Luke's Tauntaun. Uh, and then the two that I want to see feature length, the first one, I want to see, and I even have a director for this. I want Alex oh. Garland Ooh. to direct a psychological thriller, claustrophobic, you know, what the hell is going on movie set entirely on Camino. Some totally random person. It can be anybody. Uh, preferably somebody we've never met before, crash lands on Camino and is taken in by these weird long-necked creatures <laughs> that talk weirdly and they they think they're going into their room or something. They open the wrong door and there's a clone army there. They're like, what the I thought this was the bedroom. What is happening here? I think it could be really claustrophobic and really interesting and really cool. Um, yeah. And then the other one I want to see, I also have a director. Good. This is... Don't hear me out, Jason. Terrence Malick directs <laughs> a millennia-spanning movie oh my all about the entire history of Tusken oh Raiders. Oh, my God. I would see that. Of Tusken Raiders, the most beautiful. mysterious species I just would love to see. Ugh. The entire history. Yeah, what made them want to shoot species? at the pod racers? <laughs> Just what what are those masks? What are the noises they make? How did they find those weapons? Did they steal them? Anything. It could be anything. I think it could Why be. Why Terrence Malick? Why Terrence Malick? Nature because shots. because I think it all takes place <laughs> on Tatooine and Beautiful I think Beautiful shots of the desert. Pretty much, yeah. That's pretty I, much it. I'd and I think it. and I think it would work with the time lapsing. You sort of prove that he can handle that type of story with the tree of life. Uh, this one has awesome. a little bit more of an angle. I yes. would 100% see that. Those those are our pitches. So let us know what's an anthology movie you would want to see. Preferably one that's totally not obvious. One that's out just out of the blue. I mean, that's that, those yeah. are those are my favorite. Give us your pitches to hear about. Yeah. So let us know. Also, of course, let us know uh, what you thought of. Any and all of the movies we discussed or any of the points we made, uh, you can comment at johnnegroni.com or you can email us podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast all one word, at gmail.com. I had mentioned last week we were maybe going to read some letters. If we had time at the end of this episode, there's no way in hell we have no time this episode. So we will get to that in the near future. We promise we'll read everything you send in. Um, this will give you more time to send some stuff in, though. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also follow us on Twitter at AnywayCast for uh, updates and everything and links. That's all we got. I'm Sam. I'm Anthony. I'm Jason. And we'll see you next time.